Everybody and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Nick Stewart. It's time to get practical this week. And here's what I'm going to say. I've recently come out of a long, dry period. You know, we have those as Christians where, you know, you're not praying, you're kind of apathetic, you're kind of spiritually numb. Um, I'm coming out of that period. And we all have those. Some of them longer, some of them shorter, some of them less frequent. Um, but it might be worth reflecting on, uh, that subject, you know, in a separate episode, but coming out of that period, I've benefited from one practical tip that I want to share with you and expound on over the course of this episode. So it's gonna, it's gonna bridge the spiritual and the practical, but you know, it helped me. And that is, uh, I mean, first and foremost, you have to pray, but, but <laughs> my problem was not getting after things as early as possible. Because if I put off praying until 10 a.m., it's just not going to happen as easily. So um, it put me in the the mindset of prioritizing certain things and getting those things done as early as possible. And that led me to the overall um, umph of this episode, which is you have to get control of your mornings. And that's, and that's simple. So it kind of bridges like what I'm talking about, but really anything that you want to work on personally. The day is a greedy vampire that will suck you dry of any and all potential that you had when you woke up. That's what I've learned. Uh, But only if you let it, you know, over the years, I've learned the immense importance of of having a morning routine. And I'm going to get into the details of that as, as we go. But mainly, I want to encourage you to have your own routine. So it's not as important what I do. First things first, you need to get enough sleep. Make sure you're getting at least seven hours, because if you're tired, you're not going to get anything done anyways. Uh, tired you is a useless you. That's what I always say, starting five seconds ago when I made it up and said it for the first time. But it's true. And in my situation, you know, uh, you are you are typically not, let's put it this way you are less likely to do something regretful if you are well-rested. You are less likely to snap at someone. You're less likely to be ungrateful. You're less likely to name a sin. You are less likely to do it if you have a full night's sleep. So um, that's something Matt Chandler, you know, said years ago, and it it always kind of stuck with me. So that's that's the first thing. Um, I'm learning a lot about sleep and, and how much it impacts your ability to think and function, you know, we, we believe we're able to focus on four or five hours of sleep, but we might only believe it. It might not really be true. You know, I haven't, I haven't read the book yet, but, um, there's a book, relatively new book, I I think called why we sleep. And, uh, I would recommend you go listen to the book duets episode on that book because they give a helpful overview of it and kind of talk about some of the main points 
Uh, that's my uh, friends Phil and Hillary's podcast where they cover books. Great podcast. Go check it out. Go subscribe. Listen to that episode. So I stick to a, a morning routine for many reasons. And first, you know, I already kind of talked about it, but uh, it's quiet in the morning. You know, you can get a, a cup of coffee, give yourself the chief hopper treatment, a little coffee in contemplation. And there's just something about the morning that just works for me, you know, and uh, and you should listen when I say that because I am not a morning person. Um, you should heed my words. I've, I've had to form myself into a morning person. Uh, I just I just have this thing where I don't get tired until I've been awake for at least 18 hours. Uh, so I can easily go 20 without any sleep. And if I don't set an alarm, I can easily sleep 12 hours or more, uh, maybe 14, you know, um, even if I'm well rested the night before. So I, I can go a long time without sleep and I can sleep, you know, half the day away if I, if I have no alarm set. So as, as a result, you know, large portions of my life were spent being up all night and sleeping till three in the afternoon. Um, it was, it was pretty out of control and I still struggle with it to a lesser degree. You know, I still occasionally, get into the habit of waking up 10 minutes before I have to get ready for work. And uh, that can go on for weeks at a time before I correct it. Uh, but this year, ever since we got back from our Christmas trip, I've worked really hard to um, wake up at six and hit certain goals every morning. And it hasn't been perfect, but you know, it's been a lot easier to get after those things early than it would be otherwise. And that's kind of the other thing about it is that you just have more potential early in the morning, you know, um, as far as the rest of the day goes there, there just aren't any guarantees, you know, you, you can just get distracted with one thing after another, never finish anything, never get around to what you want to do. But if you wake up and keep your routine every morning, it doesn't matter what happens for the rest of the day. You know, you've already done the most important stuff. I still have things I want to do when I get home from work at night, but I, I know full well that I may not get to them because you just never know how your day is going to go. So it's if you've already done them before you even start your day, then you're just in a way better place for the rest of the day. There's also just something about those early hours that feels more productive. Like once I wake up, which takes 15 or 20 minutes, it's still not easy for me, you know, But but once I wake up, it just feels like, the quality of those hours is better than the rest of the day. You know, they just last longer. I work better. I don't know why. Um, I bet it has something to do with with distractions. Um, I bet science knows. We should we should ask science. And uh, this isn't just for productive things. You know, I read and I write, but I, I try to do a myriad of things. And you can use the time for anything you want to do. Um, you know, I'm specifically kind of talking about coming out of dry spells and getting back into a prayer routine and like, you know, Bible study and stuff. But, you know, if, if you're already good in that area, maybe you want to learn the, learn the cello or something. I don't know, you know, but, um, you know, if you, if you are having trouble finding time to pray, um, I've never, you know, I've, I've not ever had a problem reading my Bible. Um, I've, I've always stuck to a Bible plan, even if I'm spiritually dry, but, uh, praying is a different, you know, issue for me. And, uh, if you're having trouble, you know, you can get up early, whatever early is for you and, uh, commit to praying for five minutes, you know, just set a five minute timer on your phone and pray, you know, worst case scenario, you, you pray for five minutes, 
when otherwise you wouldn't have prayed at all. But best case scenario, five minutes isn't quite enough and you end up praying longer, right? So I, I did this about six years ago with a story I was writing. I committed to writing 100 words every morning before I went to work. And that's a totally achievable goal for your morning. Really easy. Um, 100, 100 words sounds like a lot, but uh, that's about a minute or less of talking. <laughs> you know, so if you can imagine you know, having enough to say for a minute, then that's about what you would write. Um, but, but compare that to the cumulative effect that it has, you know, over the days and weeks, that word count really adds up. And, and after a while you have something pretty substantial, you know, worst case, again, let's do worst case, best case. I, I only wrote a hundred words, best case. I ended up writing two or 300. I think, I think I wrote 500 some days, you know, I think that story ended up being 7,500 words and, uh, and never on any of those days did I probably write more than 500. So, you know, it, it was, it was a longer process, but it was easy and it got done. Whereas if I had bitten off more than I could chew, I may never have completed that thing. So I, I recommend a variety of things for your routine. Um, this is what I do, and, and I don't keep this perfectly, but this is my ideal, and maybe this gives you some ideas for what you can do. I, w- I wake up and grab a cup of coffee. I've got an alarm clock that makes me go and recreate a picture in my kitchen so that I can't snooze it from the bed, which, by the way, it's so funny to me. My dad has never understood this problem because he's just never in his life had to use a snooze button. You know, my entire life, he got up at five in the morning and, you know, drove 30 minutes to work, you know, to be there at seven, eight, I don't even know. But like he woke up at five in the morning every single day of my life and he never was able to understand the idea that you wouldn't be able to wake up to an alarm, that you would snooze it and fall back asleep 14 times. It was just that generation could not understand the the problem of uh, you know, being that lazy. So I, uh, grab a coffee, I sit down and I, it's different every day because I'll either be able to go right into a prayer or I need kind of a kickstart. So I'll read a chapter out of Andrew Murray's book on prayer and then I pray. And then I try to stretch. That's one of the ones that's harder to keep because you're not like physically going yet. But uh, I've, been, I've been trying to keep a stretching routine because um, I've fallen out of my workout routine since I went on that trip for the holidays. Um, actually, I, I did try to keep it going. I ran while I was in Orange County. I went on a run and uh, I got sick the next day and I had the flu almost the whole time I was in California. So I would have kept it. I would have been out there running probably every other day, but... Um, God's providence prevented me and I just have been too lazy to get back into it since, since I got back. But, um, since I've fallen out of that, I, it, you know, stretching helps to keep me limber for work and keeps me from getting sore. And then, uh, then I journal big fan of journaling. Uh, if you want to know more about that, I, I covered all sorts of different kinds of journaling in episode 61. Um, and I'm just settling into a really good journaling routine, um, which is still pretty fresh. It's taken me a while to find one that really works for me. Um, I might talk about that in a separate episode, but basically I have a question for every day of the week, um, seven questions, you know, one each day. 
and I answer it um, and put it in a little box. And then I try to, um, in another box, I try to assess what kind of mood I'm in. And then in another box, I list out my top three tasks that I have to accomplish that day. And then I try to write uh, four lines of poetry or lyrics. I just like to exercise that part of my mind on a daily basis. I've never been a prolific songwriter, but I found um, success in, in a numbers game. You know, the more I write, the more good stuff I write. You know, and, and again, worst case, I only write four lines. Best case, something catches on and I, I write a whole song before 7 a.m., you know. Uh, then I write a short entry about whatever I'm thinking about that morning, and I put everything in a box so it looks organized. It's five boxes, three on top, two on the bottom when I'm done with everything. Then I do my Bible study, which varies, you know, from from uh, study to study. But uh, for now, uh, it involves reading straight through the Bible for 10 minutes a day. And then I'd spend about 20 minutes in a Bible commentary for whatever book I'm studying at the moment. Right now I'm in Matthew. Have been for a long time. It's taken me a lot longer than I thought it would. But, uh, you know, slow and steady wins the race. So after I, I, that, I, I try to read something else, you know, uh, try to get a big chunk taken out of whatever book I'm reading early in the day, because uh, even though I, I read at work while I'm on my breaks, um, I tend to get more reading done later the more I read in the morning. You know, I, I haven't really measured this to be sure that this feeling is correct, but that's the feeling I get. Like, if I'm not reading a lot in the morning... When I read on my breaks, I'm just not reading quite as fast. I'm not reading quite as much. I'm just kind of slower. So reading a lot in the morning typically gets me going. So then I, I read or I write. You know, I'm working on a manuscript right now, and there's always something to do for that. Um, depending on what mood I'm in, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm a little more like I need to breathe in rather than breathe out. So I might read instead of write. Um, but I do that until 7.35. And the reason I chose that extremely autistic time every morning is because it's 15 minutes before I have to start getting ready for work. So I, I find that if I get distracted with a chore or thinking about something or scrolling Instagram, just the quality of my reading or writing is less so when I, when I finally do get to it. So I try to limit anything except what I want to do until 7.35. And then that way I have 15 minutes to kill on my phone, cleaning off my desk, rearranging books on my shelf, like whatever I want to do or get distracted with, it doesn't matter uh, as long, you know, as long as I've got that 15 minutes to fill before I got to get ready for work. So when all is said and done, by 7.35, I've prayed, stretched, answered a meaningful question, assessed my mood, listed my top priorities for the day, written a song or a poem, written a journal entry, and then read for probably 15 or 20 minutes or written in my manuscript. And now I'm just starting my day and I've already accomplished all that. Like, that's what I've gotten done before I get dressed for work, <laughs> you know? So like now you're seeing the benefit of having a robust morning routine. Um, so if you're trying to start your own routine, you know, my advice is to just figure out a realistic time to wake up. You know, if you're, if you're getting at least seven hours of sleep, which I highly recommend, which like, by the way, not doing that. Like I've been getting to bed around 1130 every night and uh, I get up at six. So 
if you're, you know, if you're good at math, that's six and a half hours, um, sometimes less. I've hit seven hours a few times this month, but you know, so far it's, I'm averaging around 6.2, 6.3, according to my sleep log. So, um, it's not great, but I'm trying to get more, you know, every night trying to hit seven hours. So just figure out uh, how early you can get up before you, you have to do whatever it is you have to do that day, you know, uh, then just work on getting up at that time. And you don't even have to have commitments at first. You know, if you're like me, it's hard enough just to get up early. And, you know, there, there's no reason to overburden yourself right at the outset. Get up and play on your phone for a couple days if that's easier. Just don't make a habit of it because it's pretty hard to break out of it. Um, but once you're, you're in the swing of getting up at the same time every day, you know, then you can start figuring out a short list of things that you want to do or accomplish. And it's, uh, it's important to keep this, you know, these things that you want to do realistic, you know, like I said before, <laughs> find a realistic time to wake up, find a, a realistic list of things to do. Um, you know, obviously we all want to learn a second language and, you know, we want to learn how to play the piano and learn a new card trick every day, <laughs> you know, in addition to reading and writing a book and sewing that scarf and finally figuring out what the deficit is. But if you go at this with without any acclimation, you'll probably just get discouraged by how little you accomplish. So I, I keep my goals to what I, I already went over with you because all of those things, um, that's a lot to accomplish every day, but it's also very customizable as far as the time limit goes. Um, I can do any of them for as little or as long as I want. You know, if I only have uh, 20 minutes in the morning, I can do some amount of all of those things in 20 minutes. Even if the result is a little poorer than usual, it's better than nothing, right? So work on one or two things per day, you know, start with prayer and reading. And if you find you have a half hour left, then maybe keep a journal or, you know, something you don't do already. But maybe you got a lot of things you already want to do. You know, maybe you don't and you can throw in some Duolingo or, or something and start learning something or exercising. And that's exactly the thing. I can't decide for you what the things are. You know, you have to figure it out for yourself. We all have different habits we want to cultivate and skills we want to learn and things we want to do and just different needs in general. So just go slow and don't overburden yourself. And I hope this was helpful, you know, and if, if you haven't already, I hope it inspired you to start a morning routine of your own. And uh, that's all I've got for this week, you know, so you can support the, the show by joining the elect for $4 a month on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash Nick Stewart and Patreon subscribers. Payments will be resuming on the 1st of March. So cancel now if you want to cancel. You guys like music? I wrote a review of Paramore's new album, This Is Why. I uh, wrote that today, but you're hearing this a few days later. It's a killer record, and uh, you can read my review of it at nickcstewart.com. Don't forget, if you haven't already, to buy a copy of my book, Black Threads, from Amazon. That's linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll talk to you next week.
You gonna miss me early in the morning. One of these days. 